peace of Christ be with you. It seems like each year it gets a little harder to disentangle the season of Advent from the commercialized season of Christmas. <coughs> Perhaps it is because I see Christmas decorations and sales beginning earlier and earlier each year and hearing Christmas music a little earlier each year. This year, I think the Christmas music started on the way home from a Halloween party. <laughs> Maybe you've experienced something like this before. This disentanglement is further complicated by the commercialized Christmas season each year, seeming to move closer and closer moving <clears throat> closer and closer to the point where the only thing shared between the church season of Christmas and the commercialized season of Christmas is the name Christmas. Before this sermon turns into a war on Christmas, let me assure you that's not its purpose. Let's get to the disentanglement. Let's see just what the second Sunday of Advent holds for us today. Last week, of course, we began this journey at the end, resting ourselves in the hope of the final Advent of the Christ. Even as we celebrate the first Advent of the Christ, last week, Leslie called us to stay awake and to embody hope as we live into our apocalyptic imagination, embodying Christ as light and love in a world in desperate need of both. This week, as if in response, John the Baptist appears in the wilderness from nowhere, it seems. And to give us a little context, Matthew informs us that John the Baptist is the one whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make the Lord's paths straight. Further, Matthew tells us about his clothes and his diet, both of which sound a little bit more like a TikTok challenge than real life. With all of this strangeness, John the Baptist is somehow attracting people from quite a long way to come to him in the wilderness. But that's not the way traffic is supposed to flow. Traffic was and still is really supposed to move people toward the city, towards civilization and structure. It was civilized space where the Romans and their stewards wielded power. And it was here, in the city, where one might expect to find the most sophistication, the most wealth, the best education, the best health care, the seats of power, and even the best churches and seminaries. 
Everyone knows that the closer you get to the city, the wider the roads get. The more houses there are, the more schools, the more commerce. It's why traffic flows toward urban centers. But not in today's gospel. In today's gospel, people are following a different pole. They are finding a way to move away from all the certainty that modernity provides. And they're doing it without motorized transportation and GPS. It's all word of mouth and then presumably following the river. This John the Baptist was sent to prepare the way of the Lord. John the Baptist is calling us today, reminding us that the season of Advent is one of celebration, but it is also one of preparation, a twofold preparation, preparing our hearts for the coming of the Christ. But I think also there is a sense in which, at least for John the Baptist, there is a sense of preparing the world around us for the coming of the Christ. John the Baptist saw the world as it was. While he may have been a spectacle to some and a fascination to others, he anticipated that the Messiah would come and not be bound by the established centers of power. The Messiah's ministry was not concerned with wealth, power, prestige, getting ahead or getting close to the right people. His ministry was about preparing the way for the Messiah. It is at this point, I want to know if John the Baptist's ministry was focused on preparing the way for the Messiah, but clearly not on all those other things. What was it focused on? Matthew tells the same story that Luke does, but Matthew skips a little part that helps answer this question. In Luke's gospel, the crowd asks this question. And John the Baptist says in Luke, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none. And whoever has food must do likewise. To the tax collectors, John the Baptist says, collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. And to the soldiers, he says, do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusations and be satisfied with your wages. Some of those we could probably do a little bit of unpacking to fully understand, but we don't need a lot of help, I think, to, to see the direction that John the Baptist is pointing his listeners. Their bodies have been moved from the centers of commerce and accumulation, and now John the Baptist calls for their minds to move. He asks each person or group to forego excess that others might have enough. 
here it seems that maybe John the Baptist is calling on us all to try to disentangle the season of Advent from the season of commercialized Christmas. To recognize that to prepare the way for the coming of the Christ will be for us to find ways large and small to prepare our hearts and our places for the coming of the Christ. Here at Northminster, we have a long history of finding ways to prepare this place for the coming of the Christ. This afternoon, we will engage in one of those as we gather in the Great Hall to pack bags to distribute around the city to folks who might benefit from a blanket, gloves, socks, toiletries, and homemade cookies. Yesterday, some members of the youth prepared and served lunch at Stewpot. Many of you regularly engage through the church and not the church institutions that, that are doing this important work throughout the city, state, and world. All of these turning our perspective from accumulation to righteousness. These activities, of course, are not exhaustive, and neither were the four that John the Baptist shared. The way of the Lord that John the Baptist was preparing, that Jesus would eventually travel, and which is now a part of our journey and opportunity, is a way marked by such a strong regard for the physical, spiritual, psychological, and emotional well-being of others that it just might appear as disregard for the systems that lure people to the centers of civilization, commerce, and power. Living in this way just might seem that we are preparing the way for the coming of the Messiah. 